Hello, and welcome to the Demand Advice Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to do B2B cold email personalization strategies at scale without hours of research. This episode was originally from a YouTube video published on our YouTube channel, so I hope you enjoy the audio version of this. For the full experience, head over to YouTube where you can see um, the slides and some of the actual um, examples uh, projected up on the screen. And also in the description of this um, podcast, there is a link for a free five-step checklist that we walk through specifics of uh, everything you should do before you send a cold email campaign. Uh, this is Michael Alos from True Demand, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this video on how to personalize your B2B cold outreach. I'm Michael Alos, founder of a digital marketing and sales enablement agency called True Demand. And what we're going to talk about today uh, in this video is the goal of personalization and how to personalize your cold email. So why do we want to personalize our cold emails? We want, and, and the reason is because we want to write an email that's so specific and so personal for the prospect that they have no other choice but to hit reply and respond. Now look, we all get the email templates right to our inbox. We all get the appropriate person email. And, and we just know that these are templates. And what do we do? Even as sales and marketing professionals, we hit the leak or you know, we report them as spam, right? One or the other. And what we're trying to do with our, our outreach, our cold outreach, is we don't want to fall into the same bucket as these people. Uh, these other uh, you know, BDRs, SDRs, and people doing cold outreach that have these bad habits of just downloading the appropriate person template and blasting it to you know, 500 people a day. So what we wanna do is personalize, make it specific, make it personable, and make it for the prospect. So look, personalization may sound scary, but you don't need to spend hours researching each prospect. Right? All it takes is a few minutes per prospect if you know how to do it right and you know some of the shortcuts. So first, personalization. What are we looking for? We're looking for information on our prospect's employer, on our prospect's business, right? We're, we're looking for information on that business. And now we're, then we're looking at our prospect as a person, right? We're looking at their personal interests, their professional interests, <clears throat> and personal interest. Maybe they like a certain sports team. Maybe they like a certain food, a certain car. Uh, maybe they play a certain instrument, right? Those types of things are personal in, uh, interests. And then their professional interests. Are they members of, um, you know, different societies, right? Sure, if they're HR professionals. Maybe they're in the sales operations society. Maybe they're in a, a marketing um, society. Uh, maybe outside of work, right? Maybe maybe they're in a um, a club or a group, right? A golf club or, or a golf group or, or something of that nature, right? Maybe they're, they're drone hobbyists and belong to a drone association, right? We're looking for things like that. And then we're also looking for industry news. Anything going on in the industry, right? With their competitors, the industry in general, anything in the news that might... Um, impact their industry. That's that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for things that 
that um, let our prospect know that we've done our research either on them, on, on their business or on their industry. And we're looking for information that's relevant to them that we can then use to warm up our introduction. So where do we start? Well, nowadays, where do we start everything? We go to the internet, right? So we can Google, what do we do? We can Google their name, we can Google their business name, we can hit Google News, see what's going on with their business in Google News, right? We can Google their name themselves, do they have a blog, find their social media pages, things like that. And then we go to LinkedIn, right? And we're looking for their, their personal profile, and then we're going to the business page. The business page, we're looking at, you know, what's the business posting, right? What, what are, um, you know, what's the activity look like, uh, the activity feed look like for the business? Maybe also, do we have any connections that work there? And on the personal profile, same thing. Um, you know, our visibility, depending on how we're connected to them, how many levels deep we're connected to them, we, we may not have much visibility into their personal profile, but it's still somewhere to look at. And then here, the corporate site. Right? We want to go to the corporate site and look at their blog. What, you know, what information are they blogging about? And then are there any press releases, investor relations, right? We're looking at the investor relation page, the news page, the press release page, the blog, right? Anywhere to find something new. Maybe they have a new product coming out that, that your service or your product can supplement or help or, 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 or something like that. And I'll show you a couple of examples in the next slide. Again, Twitter. Same thing, right? We're looking for a personal page and we're looking for the business page. What are they tweeting about? And, and then what are their customers tweeting them, right? Maybe, maybe their customers are tweeting a problem that you have a solution that can fix. And then on a personal standpoint, um, what personal conversation is your prospect engaging in? Facebook. Now, Facebook, um, you know, you can look at their personal, uh, you can look at their personal page, but unless they have it public and not very secure, you're not probably not going to learn much. Uh, maybe you'll see if you have a mutual friend or not, but most likely you want to go to their business page, um, and see what's happening on the business page. And my guess is there's, you know, a lot of commonality as to what they're sharing on the business page and on the LinkedIn page. Uh, we did talk about press releases already. Now one, one area here, industry groups, right? So industry, uh, if they have industry related journals, industry related forums, uh, industry related events, right? Things like that. We're looking for more about what's going on in their industry. So once we've done our research, right? And, it, and this doesn't take hours, it, it takes minutes, right? It takes minutes to go to LinkedIn, pull open a company page, um, and, and look at their activity feed. And depending on how you have your CRM system set up, you may already have, right? Uh, if if, if um, you may already have that, that um, uh, profile, that business profile already, uh, you know, as part of the contact record or the account record for that um, prospects company. So now we did some research. Now what? Now we wanna show them that we did it. Now with cold email, the subject line is the very first thing that anybody sees, right? As we all do it, we get an email, whether it's on our phone or in Outlook or, or Gmail, we scroll down, we're looking at sender name. And if we don't recognize the sender name, we're looking at subject. Even if we do recognize the sender name, we're still looking at subject. If, uh, and this, in this video isn't going to go into how to write subject lines, but 
let's assume you have a compelling subject line and they click the email and they open it and start to read it. So the next very first sentence, it'll say, hi, name, right? Hi, hi, John. And then the next line of your email is the second most important thing of an email, right? We got to get that subject line so they open it. And then once they open it, that second sentence, that first sentence, right? The second line in the email is the most important thing that they're going to see. That's why we need to create a personalized opener using our research to, to kind of catch their interest and get them to engage in the email. So what we want to do is we want to tie our research uh, on that prospect into our offering. And again, tying it in, it has to make sense. It can't, it can't say something like, uh, see, uh, I see you're a Lakers fan, uh, want to buy my stuff, right? Um, it, that doesn't make sense. So here are two, two hypothetical examples, right? One, hi, John, saw you have 53 job openings for sales reps. Our solution predicts the success of sales reps with 99% accuracy. Now, 53 is a very specific number. How would I have gotten that number? I would have gotten it by doing research. I would have gotten it by seeing how many job openings they have, whether on their corporate page or on LinkedIn. And if they're a sales manager or sales VP, they know how many open roles they have and they know how, how you know, bad they need to fill it. And if you're telling them, hey, I saw you have 53, they know you did some level of research. So they know what you're sending over to them isn't a template. Uh, example two, hi, Tom. Noticed you're a Philadelphia's Eagle, uh, no, you're a Philly Eagles fan. Did you go to this week's game? If you did, you probably saw our product in the stadium. Now, how did I know they're an Eagles fan? Well, maybe from their Facebook page, the likes and interests, or maybe from Twitter. Maybe they were engaged in a Eagles conversation with other people on Twitter. Maybe there was a, uh, an Eagles Cowboys beef going on in Twitter and your prospect jumped into it. And then did they go to the game? I mean, everybody wants to go to the game, right? We all want to tailgate. We want to go to the game, share the experience live, right? Not just watching it at home on the TV. So they're going to say in their head, man, I wish I went to the game. And then you're going to say, hey, did you see our product while you're at the stadium? And maybe they weren't at the stadium this time, but they've gone to probably a game at the stadium at one point or another in their life. They're going to be interested to know more about your product. What is it? Where is it? Where would I have seen it? Tell me more about it. Let's talk about the Eagles. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little riled up, right? It's, it's Monday morning. We, they just had a game on Sunday. I want to talk about the Eagles, right? So when you do time, when you do use personal interests, timing is kind of key, right? If you're talking about a sports event, like a, a football game, the best time to send something like that is, is Monday, maybe Tuesday. Monday, most people are coming in the office and they want to talk about the sports event that happened over the weekend. So sending something tied to a sports team is very, very good over the weekend. Now that's personalization. Um, if you, if you, uh, if you're interested in, in more about personalization, and um, the other important uh, aspects to have in a cold email campaign. I have a five-step cold email checklist, which is available uh, at this URL, which I'm gonna put down at the bottom in the description. You can find it and you can go down there and get the, um, my five-step checklist that you should run through uh, before you execute on any cold email campaign. Good luck with your campaigns and thanks.